Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patella and Gus Trapper. I was I watched The Shining High this weekend. <laughs> nice. And um, I just think it, it. I hadn't seen a Stanley Kubrick movie high, surprisingly enough. Oh, really? And I was just like really getting to the vibe that he's going for in that movie. Basically, he, he just has such like this like dull flat line kind of thing going on with like line delivery and stuff for the most part. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Watching like, Stanley Kubrick films high, it was like my go-to in college yeah yeah like i didn't really get into weed until recently anywho i was like did i looked i googled did stanley kubrick smoke weed (laughs) and he he i he had a a quote that was like if everything's beautiful nothing's beautiful well that's yeah that's just like yeah that makes sense because what do you compare it to you know yeah but I'm also like, dude, your movies are way better when you're like there. You've got great movies, but like being high and watching movies, one of the coolest things you can do. Just don't watch Clockwork Orange on acid. That's my uh, <laughs> my advice. Probably not a good idea. Well, not that I uh, I mean, what? Hello. <laughs> can just just I think for for fun and we won't necessarily dive deep into it i think you should watch the it's on prime it's like a prime like owns it um suspiria 2019 or whatever oh yeah okay like it is there's a lot of things that are really cool about it. there's a couple scenes that are fucking incredible all right there, in, in particular to keep your eyes out there is an audition scene yeah. where she goes to put her tape in to play and the, the, the women are like, no, 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 no music, just dance. Like, oh. and you, you, know, you know how to keep a beat, right? And then she's just like, oh, fuck. And then she starts dancing and it's just like, uh, like exaggerated sound effects. Yeah. Like re- like the mic is like right next to all everything she's doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just, and it has this really cool 70s throwback kind of cut when she's like spinning that like, You'll All see right. what I'm talking about. And there's another scene that like a chick gets murdered in the, the like most fucked up, brutal, beautiful way ever. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was the was the pain exquisite? <laughs> Is that from that movie? No, it's from Candyman. Remember? Oh yeah. He's sure. <laughs> oh, what? I just killed your segue. <laughs> That's all right. That was uh, I, we can. This is my that. first time seeing this movie, so it's not like that kind of stuff isn't being retained yet. Oh, you haven't. This is your first viewing. Okay. It, it, so I had. It's, well, why don't you do an intro? So then we can. Well, intro, yeah. I'll, I'll 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 do all that. Yeah. All right. I'll do an intro. Then we'll get into it. Uh, hey, gang. Brad Botello here. I'm joined by my good friend Gus Trouth. We are doing scary movies. All through the month of October, we are doing a horror fest here. And we um, might even spill over because we're just so excited. We had the giant list of scary movies. Yeah, and we love, I, we both love scary movies. It's probably my favorite genre. Um, but we're going to start it off with Candyman, the 1992 original. I, I, to get into my whole history with this movie, it's one of those things where I were like, scary movies scared the fucking shit out of me. Like I could, I would go into the movie uh, rental stores and look at the scary movies and have nightmares. But I was the, the art. I was also like admiring how cool most of the poster art is like the poster art for this movie is fucking awesome. The eye with the B. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I remember all of that stuff. And I went to in um, elementary school, I went to an after-school program until my mom got off of work and the Peggy, maybe one of my first loves, she was like a counselor there. And she was talking about how she had been staying at her mom's house for like days because she had just seen Candyman and how scary it was. And she was telling me everything about it. 
as we were like going from one, you know, we, I think she was taking a bunch of kids to go to the restroom, you know, like a restroom break. And in the restroom was like hundreds of mirrors, <laughs> not hundreds of mirrors, obviously, but I'm just saying like this giant long mirror. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's just like, it made everybody oh, scared it, of mirrors. Oh my God. And then the, I think bloody Mary was a kind of around that time too. Yeah. So it just was so terrifying. I think just later in life, it just would be on TV and I didn't realize how good this movie is. Yeah. I had no idea. Good. Yeah. It's good. It's not I mean. just, I thought it was just going to be like, you know, some throwaway that, you know, like leprechaun that like people like that movie, but it's not actually that good. Or no. even like, I love the uh, Friday the 13th movies and those are maybe hit or the miss, most like... out of the slasher movies, but yeah, yeah like they're, they're just fun and kind of shitty. And, and like, if, you can kind of lean into the shittiness in yeah. a good way. I mean, they, they, this is like a real, this is a real movie. This is an art film. I mean, this is yeah. slasher film as art. With Philip Glass. Philip Glass. Man, I can't say enough good things about the score to this movie. It's, it adds so much. It's so good. It makes it so gothic and so mm -hmm. just, just so, it, it's so stark too. It's just a piano, an organ, and a chorus. That's, yeah, the only, <laughs> instruments you hear in the score and there's all I these love... beautiful shots like when the camera's in a helicopter flying above the car yeah that's what i was gonna and... say was how how like i mean it was a low but it was a small budget six million even yeah. in 92 six million is not that much right and yeah i was really surprised like yeah a lot like the opening shot the straight down kind of uh sound or uh, west side story kind of thing yeah there's a and, lot of those shots in it too yeah like the, i love the font the title font i was like this is philip class with that <laughs> opening like straight down helicopter shot and yeah. like really great crane shots yeah like and then i was looking up this director and it doesn't look like he's made necessarily like stinkers before or after this but nothing that's like anywhere close to like the spotlight this movie has this is his oh, most popular movie his oh, other yeah. stuff's pretty like art housey looking <laughs> yeah and nothing's been like to write home about really i mean he directed music videos before this including ub40's red red wine video and frankie goes to hollywood's relax but uh <laughs> not much i mean not a whole lot of like um immortal beloved yeah that one was kind of popular the the frankenstein one but he doesn't have a very prolific career i mean this mm -mm. Is, and he wrote and directed this film which was based on a clive barker story and clive barker produced it but you look at this film how it's directed and you're just like man why doesn't this guy have more stuff out there that's popular yeah it's really well directed it's so good there's a lot of great shots in it I, I love the score. I love the act. I love the lighting. By the, I want to give a shout out to Anthony Richmond, the, the DP of this film, because. Yeah, I was looking up. He has a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he has credits dating back to the 60s. And just all over the place as far as genre, he'll he'll shoot anything. You know? Lots of those. Um, I don't know what you call that, where it's just the eyeline is almost lit up and everything else is like in faded shadow like a film noir shot almost yeah a ton of those i like it I, whenever it's used on uh all the shots of helen virginia mm -hmm. virginia matson's character there's kind of three main moments total with, babe with her yeah she looks great a i mean tony todd looks great too by the way like oh yeah there oh my god tony he's he's and his so voice, good. oh, his voice is so sexy. And yeah, I was, I was gonna bring up. I love the sound. As one of the things I wrote down was the sound design of Candyman. Yeah, is so good, and it's not only in his voice that has that I don't know reverby, echoey, like thing to it. It's in his footsteps. It's like in everything about him. Yeah, when he which scrapes, adds so much. Scrapes the hook across the car in that one. Scene. Yeah. Uh. The, the shots of, of Helen, there's kind of three main moments that I noticed where they're really highlighting her and they give her like this uh, spumato quality when they're shooting her. It's almost like a 
like a classic universal horror film where they would put Vaseline on the lens when they get ready to shoot their leading lady. You know, there's a moment where they're sitting at dinner and the, the other professors telling the backstory, he's got that exposition dump where he tells yeah. the backstory that moment. There's a great shot of her like zooming in on her while he's talking. And then when she sees Candyman for the first time, mm-hmm. like when, when he appears in the parking garage and she's like totally zoned out, I guess they actually hypnotized her for that scene. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's why she looks so zoned out there. And then there's there was another one too. Um, when she's like kind of getting ready to submit to him, I guess, or yeah, give, her, give herself like to him in her chamber. Yeah, where they got the paintings on the wall and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate the uh, restraint too of not putting too much Candyman in the movie. Oh yeah, you don't even see it, him till like uh 45 minutes in like and what a fucking turn yeah <laughs> that is maybe that one of the biggest abrupt turns it's so crazy but in like in, in it but it works like this is like kind of the twist in the middle of the movie there's a fake out where they catch a guy who's been pretending to be candy man yeah and he, get, he gets arrested and they're like phew well that's over and then candy man actually appears like three minutes later. Well, and, and just the whole premise of like when you start finding out what Candyman is all about and uh, like him just continuing. It's all about the rumor. Right. It's the rumor that gives him energy. So um, his congregation, he says. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. His uh, every every like scene with the Candyman is the best. The one in the doctor, like in the, the psych ward where he jumps out Holy the window backwards shit it's like the coolest like you can even like the this my first viewing of this i saw the oh yeah, yeah. the the cord but i was like yeah. that doesn't i don't even give a shit it was so cool yeah i don't even care that you can see the cord it's like and th- there's a couple like surprising it just whenever they decide to like for the candy man to show up is like when you least expect it in like a really smart way yeah like they kind of are like, all right, like moviegoers are going to think it's going to happen here, but then it doesn't. And then it like kind of the scene keeps on going for a, like a little bit longer. Then you kind of don't think about it for a second. You think everything's going to be okay. Then all of a sudden he's, oh, it's Candyman. Gutting you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get like, you think about this movie, like in retrospect, I guess I hadn't seen it in like 10 years before this rewatch. And you, you know, you see the credits and Virginia Madsen is like top billing and then it's Tony Todd second billing. And you say, wait a second, Tony Todd's the star of this movie. But then you look at the runtime and he he only appears yeah. in, a few, in a few scenes. I mean, the, the movie's about Virginia Madsen's arc, you know, but I know Tony Todd is the iconic character who would be in sequels and his career as a horror icon the candy man lives on yeah so you remember him from this movie more than virginia madsen even though the movie's really about her arc and her her, like and her perm rediscovering (laughs) her love for tony todd which right okay so i that was something i she she was the one that she they had like an affair and yeah, that's what's implied. And that's what killed. That's why he was killed. Yeah, that's well, that's what's implied, you know, is yeah. that she. Well, I, which is nice because they don't like, it's not extremely heavy handed, but. Yeah, you, you get the sort of. Um, the, the taboo of the interracial relationship. And sure. kind of don't think that the two of us are necessarily appropriate to discuss the film's racial overtones, but they are there and there's, you know, cause we're two white guys, you know? And, yeah. But there's been a lot said about that. And uh, you know, there's a great feature on the DVD about it. And there's been lots of articles written. I definitely would encourage listeners to look into it more. I mean, but a lot has been said on both sides, you know, people have both praised and criticized this movie for its handling of like 
racially charged topics and politically charged topics. It's right. I, I do think that some of it goes a little overboard with the maybe like some of the set designs and like the graffiti and like how shitty that they like are like making that place to look. You know, in movies, you want to make everything bigger and crazier than yeah. in real life. Well, as some of the like, interiors, especially in '92, I would I would imagine. Well, there, you know, the the interiors I'm not sure about, but the exteriors of, first of all, Cabrini Green is a was a real housing project in Chicago, and you see all of the Chicago landmarks. That's another yeah. thing I like about this movie is that it's shot where it's set, which is something I I usually harp on movies about, you know, for claiming to be in Boston, but they're actually filming it in Vancouver or something. Yeah. Well, just so much cheaper. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But you see the landmarks, all the exterior shots. Yeah. The exteriors of Cabrini Green were filmed at the real location. There was gang activity there. The, the set paid them off to like let them shoot there, basically. And they're used as extras in the film. Like when the two of them are going into the building to take and, pictures for the first time. Yeah. And they're being approached. Those are actual Cabrini green residents that are actual gang members. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the That's extras awesome. of the fire scene too. So yeah, the place was real and uh, well, the interiors. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I know the interior of the, uh, I guess I'm just talking about the one like when they're checking out the, the murder scene apartment right. yeah for the first time and they um gets like stopped by that the woman that lives there and she's with her dog yeah and they go like her that whole like that like outside stretch where like her whole door is just like this crazy graffiti i just oh, figured yeah. that was like set stuff I, I'm not sure. I, the stairway scenes, I'm pretty sure were actually Cabrini Green. The hallway, I'm not sure about. The interiors, probably not. But do you know that, like, when they're they're talking about in the movie, they are talking about like this real or like this murder that happened, and he, she's explaining how it happened. He came through the medicine cabinet. Yeah. Which would look like all right. Well, you can the the rumor then starts that it's a spirit that if you say his name, he comes through the the mirror. Right. But the that really did happen. Yeah, I saw that's that. a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a real thing in the movie, it's a real thing in real life. That yeah. this person, there were, there were buildings that had the the medicine cabinets that were back to back like that that didn't have a solid wall. Yeah. And a guy came through and killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. So that, was, that was based on a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is always fun. I think that just does add such a fun layer to like yeah, even with, with with like a lighthouse yeah oh yeah that was based on a real story well the best stories yeah. are always based in reality you know? yeah like, the urban you know, the, legend the, you couldn't starts... make that shit up yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well you speaking know. of urban legends the uh the professor uh her husband trevor yeah, yeah. that guy that guy is never not a piece of shit yeah. and he's i don't know that the funny thing was i was like i'm pretty sure his name's todd and like uh, watch Alex and I watch this movie together. And like he always has like a douchebag's name, Trevor, <laughs> Todd. Like I'm trying to think what his name in The Walking Dead was. I think it was Gregory. He's in The Walking Dead? Yeah. He was a earlier or later season. A coward. Yeah. He's he's always okay. So in uh, pre, uh um Predator, uh in Terminator 2. Me too, yeah. He, he's the he's the stepfather, the, the foster father. Yeah. It's like gets uh, my dad Todd. Yeah. Todd. Yeah. Your and foster parents are dead. <laughs> he's in a million things. Yeah, he's I been mean, in a ton of stuff back then. Yeah, he's that he's that guy. He's 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 definitely a that guy. And I think his name's Xander something, his real name. Yeah, Xander Berkeley. There's a lot about class in this movie too, like Oh, for sure. Treatment of race and class. There's a kind of a big thing made of the fact that her apartment is the same layout as because it was the built by the same architect as right. the Cabrini Green apartments. So it's like, you know, these apartments over here 
they were both built as like affordable housing projects, but these are on the wrong side of the tracks. So that's like, a, you know, a ghetto now. And this one's like nice, you know, high, high rent. Kind right. Of, you know, I love, but there's yeah, a great but, cut too. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of my, I think one of my favorite cuts in the movie, they're in, um, I think it's Anne Marie, the lady who lives with the dog that gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at her apartment. They're interviewing her for the first time. And she says, who, something like who murdered her? And there's a close-up of Anne Marie and Anne Marie says Candyman. And then there's a smash cut to like this bougie dinner they're having yeah. with, with these professors and <laughs> in a nice restaurant. Holy shit. Trevor's fucking uh, sweater vest or whatever he has on is like his whole outfit is like the most hideous thing ever. When he's uh, when his apartment's being painted pink, he's moved in with his student now (laughs) and and he comes out and he's wearing like a robe. But there's like he has the towel on, too. It's under the the towels, like tucked under the (laughs) like he'd be sweating so hard. Like who who wears that shit? Yeah, uh, that guy he, he sucks in this of <laughs> uh, he yeah he is he's uh you, you love to hate him for sure yeah he's he's a love to hate character he's in in most of the stuff i've seen him in uh, a look- couple i uh, there there's a great little like well it's it's it, it's not as long as blade runners or uh blow up scene but the the whole like looking at the photos the slides yeah I love that scene. I yeah. love anytime there's that kind of like discovery with a photo, love yeah. it so much. And the fact that it's a slide projector too, and you get the yeah. you get the hum of it and you get the sound. Oh, the, the sound. So the good. Yeah. Distinctive clicking sound that it makes when you switch. All if the only thing it was missing was her saying enhance. <laughs> uh, a lot of fake know, out, a lot of fake jump scares in this, like. There's like yeah, a, the, the dog whose sole purpose is to jump scare. That yeah, that, that when she gets jumps that jump scare, um, they didn't have the right coverage on that day because she has like zero reaction to it. She just like <laughs> starts talking to that kid again. That yeah. kid's a great uh, young actor. Yeah, he's he's great in this. That little kid. Yeah, he adds a very, lot to very it, charming. Like, yeah, he gives it like humanity. And reality as well. Yeah. Of like where he is coming from. Like yeah. lady, like this place, this is for real. <laughs> like you Yeah, and you no get shit. with the one uh the woman who's trying to raise her baby there. She's it's just her and the baby, and you know, it you know, it grounds it and gives it a reality that there are families living here. It's not just like gang members, it's like people, you know. Right. And it's and I, you know, it starts off with the whole like here's this like cool couple and they are like have cool jobs and they have this amazing apartment you know what i mean which is all your like classic movie bullshit you know every it's always a white person with this amazing apartment and (laughs) they have the really interesting jobs right you know i like the uh uh, the kid the student flirting with him after (laughs) oh yeah it's so obvious like so obvious (laughs) But you could see it where it's like she could just have a crush and he could just be like, whatever, like, don't worry about it. But also it's like, for me coming to this movie so late, I'm like, no, that guy's obvious. That's that guy. He's always a piece of shit. He's obviously (laughs) fucking the student, like, you know. Well, so just in a movie, it's like a Chekhov's gun thing, you know. Sure. Of course that he's having an affair with that student or there's something going on there because they set it up, you know, why would they? In real life, yeah, that does happen. Not to me. Yeah, course, I guess but. it could be a red herring, but like, but right. I, I uh, let's talk about all the different Candyman scenes. Okay. Starting with the first one. He appears in the parking garage. The parking garage scene, which, like we talked about earlier, the turn there is so fucking good and it's so abrupt and like, they're just doing some really cool things. I like that she's like kind of like tearing up. She's not sad or crying, but she's like like losing bodily functions, yes. basically. And she blacks out and she wakes up and she's covered in blood and 
she starts kind of freaking out and you don't know where she is. Right. And it's kind of like a fight clubby moment. Yeah. And, and it, it does a good job of like, ultimately, I know where this story is going, even though I've never seen the movie in its entirety. It does still make you question, like, is she crazy? You know, it, is she the killer, too? Yeah. Like, is Candyman real or is it just in her head? Is, and know, also, like, is Candyman making her do those things? Yeah, uh, that, that Which is. Some of that stuff isn't necessarily answered. I would say though some of the stuff is like with the doctor getting like killed yeah and her friend it's like come on like yeah she's holding a knife but like let's it, like look at the forensics here is she <laughs> strong they... enough to like and it, it's not it's it's like a hook it's not a uh a blade like the forensics would be able to tell the difference that's me getting a little bit into it too mm. far into that kind of bullshit details or how did she escape from the, uh, she like Candyman lets her loose from the chair that she's in. Oh yeah. So like, how did she get out if it wasn't, I don't know, but you know, it's like, I don't know. It could have been just something else or he, well, I don't, I don't get, I, you know, I don't, I'm not, I guess I'm not getting too wrapped into that. I think it's a mix of maybe she did have, maybe Candyman did have her kill the dog and the, and like steal the baby. Yeah. And then I think, you know, Candyman obviously kills the, the doctor and her, and her friend. When her friend shows up for the second Candyman kill, yeah. she is in the most 90s outfit <laughs> yeah. ever. And I said that to my wife, Alex, and she was like, even that fucking bouquet is 90s as fuck. Yeah. Like, who buys those? Who puts those flowers together? <laughs> yeah. Pretty but that, that, that actress is in a my second favorite john woo movie which we'll have to do a bunch of john woo movies but she's Ooh, in yeah. hard target she's like the detective in hard talk target That's oh yeah there are like she was in know, silence of the lambs as well oh yeah she's great in that yeah she's good yeah. clarice's fr like uh, fbi friend school friend all right now i gotta look her her name cassie lemons that's yeah. the name of the actress liz lemons lost cousin i guess <laughs> but yeah so you know he's is he corporeal there's this there's a weird scene where he's asleep like does he need to sleep is he I said, a ghost? That, I, said I, that, I said to alex Candyman's got to sleep too <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i that is one of maybe my favorite scenes in the entire movie with the the final scene N no not the final like, scene that or the, where where she submits to him basically and they yeah dance. like yeah. well she um she gets there to to his like layer, and you kind of uh, it's their first time of like not just seeing the spray painted art, but you're seeing like maybe it's almost the art that like Candyman has drawn, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, depicting his story. And she sees him asleep, and she walks over there, and she herself has uh, like an ice pick, like the hook yes. thing, yeah, and he starts to sit up and she's she like cranks him like in the like yeah. in the throat she stabs yeah. him in the throat with it and he she just like takes it and like pulls it out and there's this nice beat before the blood go kind of goes and shoots out yeah. and, and he's like he's happy to see her too though yeah he's, but, like, and he's like you showed up and he like just yeah sort of yeah yeah I, oh yeah just everything that todd's doing there is so cool and like he's even like crying a little bit but he's not like this is like a tear streaming down his face. Yeah. It just, there's like a lot of complexity and depth to that character. And especially in that scene, I think it really comes out. And, and both of he, their performances there too. I think yeah. they're great. Yeah. Yes. And when he lays her down on like the adjacent, like wooden bed thing, it's like a giant butcher's block, really. That whole B scene is like incredible. Those yeah. act, like, like those like because you especially todd like he had to have all of them in his mouth yeah did so you I, read about that yeah they bred special bees that one like yeah so basically uh, they got these they bred these bees to be uh at this point in their maturity where they looked like full-size bees but they didn't have stingers yet right right so they there was no like 
bodily harm could be done to the actors, which is just one of those crazy movie things that like like, the the lengths they'll go to. Yeah. yeah, They must. I guess when you're going to make a movie that has like a lot of bees in it, like a lot of bees, those, I love that kind of shot where it's just completely bees or just completely one thing. And the prosthetic of it. When he opens up his coat yes. and there's a prosthetic there with like his, his ribs yeah and like it's just tons of bees which is uh, again they did a really good job of like barely showing that yeah which i think if you saw it for a little bit longer you might have been able to see more flaws in it but like it's a great it's a really cool idea with him with his giant overcoat on all the time and it's yeah. hit the whole idea of like those guys like sawing off his arm yeah having an appendage sawn off or just cut off in any way is like one of the one of my biggest fears. Mm. Mm. So, what do you think of the Saw movies? Yeah, it's disgusting. I can't yeah. hate it. Okay. Like I've never <laughs> seen uh, the like twenty seventh hour or whatever, one hundred twenty seven or what's that movie called? Where the guy that's true story, the guy gets it's a Danny Boyle movie. Oh right, well, Franco. I think it's one hundred twenty seven hours. Yeah, yeah one hundred twenty seven so, hours. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that. I, that's I can't, been on I can't my do list it. for a while, but I, I don't know. I I'm cannot not sure do it. Bring myself to watch that. Anyways, yeah, that scene's so fucking cool. Well, this movie's playing on a lot of primal fears. You know, bees is a big one for a lot of people, myself included. Well, I guess it's just one primal fear. Well, the, no, the bees and having your hand sawed off. Oh, yeah. yeah those, those two primal fears. <laughs> and Well, and being able to, like... I don't know if that's a primal fear. I guess not. Is it primal? I don't know. I got attacked by a swarm of bees when I was a child. So holy shit. I was swollen for like a week and the bees appear in my art a lot. And I, you know, bee imagery. Well, that's one of the things that drew me to this movie is just. So uh, you, you took that uh, scene in the remake of uh, the Wicker Man quite seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, haha, yeah, that is funny. I'm a, and then like inside you're like, trembling yeah, yeah basically <laughs> um yeah no bees you know i have kind of a love hate thing with them obviously they they feed us because they pollinate plants but i'm also somewhat terrified of them yeah okay so the the second scene they oh they do a good setup of always having the like like even even the very end with with, with the uh the very very end they have the the them kind of get in a fight trevor and the like the college girl yeah. new girlfriend and she is like cutting this piece of steak with a knife and she cuts herself so it's like her blood is now on the scene she has a knife yeah. like the setups of it where like legally it's going to look like oh yeah their fought like the person like you know with the main girl, you know, she's doing something with a knife before her. Uh, oh, maybe I think she grabs a knife because she hears the candy man and then her friends knocking on the front door. Yeah. Something in that the best 90s outfit ever. Yeah. And it's an off screen kill there. So candy yeah. man appears to try to seduce her again, which is, I think, is cool not to <clears throat> show another, but they do a good job of like, they don't let you see it. And then there's a nice like quick glimpse of her yeah there's like a, all like pale and bloodied and aftermath of it yeah. yeah which is a good dynamic way of like not giving the same thing over and over again this movie's really not that graphic i mean as far as i mean it's bloody there's a lot of blood in it but i think it has enough disgusting imagery like the whole story of the kid that like they like somebody cut his oh yeah manhood off and like that is and like that whole scene that is it's stuff that is like long lasting like they don't they build it up in a way and they show just enough that it's and it's a slow burn too like yes um what's i was saying i was surprised how much like how much of a movie this really is it's not just another like slasher movie it's like a very well thought out but it's kind of it was kind of marketed as a slash and i think it's part of the slasher genre which you think of slasher movies and you think just cheap, cheesy, 
you know, poorly directed. Yeah, one one by one, they're getting that these characters getting knocked off. Usually, it's, yeah, paper those thin movies are characters, yeah. and yeah, but this one is really intense, and I think makes a lot of good social commentary and has good performances in it, and is really well shot. Yeah, and I, 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 I can't. I just think that whole idea of the rumor and like that's what powers him. Just that alone is a fucking awesome like villain idea yeah it's true there's some great dialogue around that too like Mm -hmm. Candyman has some great lines about kind of what he is you know about oh this is great i don't have to be corporeal i can just exist in people's fears and this is such a great existence i forget his exact it's more poetic than that but and to hear tony todd deliver those lines is yeah there's there's like a little moment where i'm kind of like shit he's kind of right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he says something like i don't have to be or i don't have yes. the pain of of being yes i, I can just exist it's no you're you're, like, yeah. you're very close but yeah i agree that that, that yeah like as every scene with tony even if he's just narrating like and it's you know the girl walking around and like as he's talking in the ether it's yeah. awesome it's so kind of it's kind of sexual like hearing him describe i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you from the groin to the gullet like his yeah 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 narration at the beginning but he says it in a way that's like you know i'm, I'm gonna kiss your inner thigh you know <laughs> right 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 yeah it's not like i'm gonna fucking murder you it's yeah. like it's so he's got this like honey like his voice is like honey you know it's or it's like really good whiskey (laughs) which i need some honey whiskey yeah yeah, honey whiskey that's god i can go for some and then uh yeah i agree that last not the last scene but the scene where she kind of submits to him it's almost like like fan of the opera it's almost a romantic scene you know yeah. the the two of them are kind of consummating their relationship in a way they they kind of desire each other and he has that line about the pain being exquisite which is a very clive barker line yeah <laughs> but she didn't um, write this but it's like it has some very clive barker elements to it for sure the giant bonfire um pile trash pile that they've like when she climbs up that like i'm wondering like all right the length they went to the for the bees like how much of that stuff like how do they build that is it actually trash is it all like prop stuff like she's just climbing up that and grabbing stuff and winging it and it's like i'm just thinking like of all the nails and stuff and like rusty spiky shit like it yeah. must not, you know, it's a movie, so smoke and mirrors, but they did a really good job because it looks like just a giant trash pile. And it's clearly set on location, too, because you see mm-hmm. the, and it's set up really the well. Skyline. Too. Yeah. That yeah, you, having the Chicago skyline in the background is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And hearing the kid talk about it, like at the, when we see it the first time, he just, it's just this throwaway line where he says, Oh, it's for the party later. Yeah. But then it ends up being like the climax of the movie you know to have her death kind of mirror his death that her death really surprised me i did not see that coming i thought she yeah okay she's on fire and she's going to be like kind of fucked up and then when she's like her ear is like completely mutilated and she's burnt to a crisp like i did not and then then her funeral i was like oh shit okay this is fucking cool everybody you know i you know, you see it coming at the very last scene, like what they're setting up pretty much right away. Oh, yeah. Where but he, it's kind of one of those. Him. Yeah, where he's like, Holly. Yeah. Holly. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is, I get what's going on and I love it. Like yeah. sometimes it's it like being in, in on the in is cool. Yeah. And it's just fun. And like, and, and you hate him and you really hate the, uh, the, the new girlfriend thing, yeah. yeah and just like that color pink i love that one line she's like i hate this color scheme or whatever she yeah. says <laughs> she but, throws uh, the, throws the paint against the yeah. wall <laughs> yeah. i was impressed by the that she was how much edging they were doing on on the painting they didn't just go and start at one they edged the whole thing and <laughs> they cut themselves in and yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, this movie was great. Uh, as like somebody who'd never fully, I, you know, I had seen this and that on just growing up, seeing it on TV, but never had seen it in its entirety. Um, yeah. sitting down and watching it full and, and seeing it with like my 35 year old movie eyes. Yeah. This movie's fucking awesome. I would recommend it in a heartbeat. It's so good. It's and I'm, my... I'm looking forward to seeing the new one too. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of excited for the remake, you know. Um I'm glad I saw ne- this one first though. Neither of the sequels were good. Skip those. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I didn't even realize there are sequels, but it makes sense cuz <clears throat> Tony Todd has a bigger role in them, but mm-hmm. it's not like this one. It's not. That's that's what makes this one so good is how little he's in it. It's like the it's the jaws thing with like not having the shark. True. Don't, yeah. don't show the creature too much. Yeah, they show just enough of him. And he's yeah. cool looking too. He's iconic with his coat. And he's kind of yeah, and he's he's evolving too with like you're like showing his chest, like seeing more of him yeah. and seeing him in different like situations, like he's sleeping and stuff. And floating above her at one point. I do feel like that whatever that room is, once you go through a couple of those holes in the wall, it's almost I would I would say that is almost non doesn't actually exist it's, that room it's, is it's like of the imagination yes well it's that's like could you, be... you've entered like whatever this weird route candy man realm is yeah i mean that could be read for like you know the whole well that you know that goes along with existing in people's minds and not being real unless people yeah. believe in you which is sort of like was the plot of freddy versus jason too but where Freddy's like been forgotten about, so he has no power. And, and well, it, that's that is the whole Freddy thing, right? I mean, like, yeah, she kind of like closes her eyes, and he just like he's like, "You're just in my dreams, like you're nobody." And then he, he like, it's very like anticlimactic. Yeah, De- depends on which. I do not like was. those movies. Like, I I love for every now and then going and watching like all of the Michael Myers movies or all of the uh, Jason movies. The Freddy stuff is never. Anytime I watch, I'm like, I don't know. It's fine. It's just not as, and it's both. It it and it's it's even going down more of a fun angle than those other ones. It's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Sometimes it's too tongue in cheek. Like yeah. Well, it's Wes Craven, and he he perfected that later. Like the tongue in cheek horror with you know the scream stuff. Even the new nightmare was kind of. I didn't see it. It was kind of like setting the stage for scream almost like the sort of self-aware horror that would come later in the 90s yeah but yeah this Candyman's one of my favorite horror movies of all time and no small part to tony todd and philip glass i think those two really make this movie you know? oh i think that yeah philip's philip glass's score to this like is like transcend, <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it just adds so much to it that it, yeah, it can't be overlooked. It gives it this dreamlike quality, that mm-hmm. has, you know. So yeah, Candyman, check it out. Fuck yeah, watch Candyman, guys. All right, well, let's do. What are you watching? Uh, I wrote it down this time. I All actually right. wrote down everything I've been watching. Nice. Um, I've been doing a. I've been watching, rewatching a bunch of stuff. Uh, rewatched Poltergeist fucking love that movie i would throw that into our um horror movie list if we want to extend it into november that's a good one i think that movie is as a child it was terrifying and i just think it's it has some really interesting kind of lore behind it with the whole like who actually directed it kind of thing yeah that's true it feels so spielbergian when you watch it and it, it make it makes me tear up a ton. It's just like very moving. That movie scared the hell out of me as a kid. Yeah, I, I watched it a lot too. I God, it's so good. Yeah, me too. It was on TV a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. I just, can't say enough about that movie. How much I love that movie. It, it might be like one of my top twenty movies. Like it's yeah. so fun. It's just so good. It's a good uh, one. Yeah. Uh, Alex and I on Sunday had a, like a lazy afternoon, and we watched. We couldn't you know decide what we wanted to watch and we ended up watching addicted to love which i i think i had seen parts of it on tv a long time ago 
It's a Matthew Broderick and Meg Ryan movie, rom-com. It's hmm. fucking horrible. I would not, <laughs> okay. if, if you, if you really like, if you like those actors and you like rom-coms just in I, general, I don't, which like I do see, I, I really do. I love rom-coms. Uh, I, we watched, uh, oh shit. I didn't write it down, but it's the, it's the witch movie with the three witch high school witches. You mean Hocus Pocus? No, the night from the 90s. Oh, well, that's from the 90s too. Uh, not Hocus Pocus. It's sort of like a mid 90s um, LA. Oh, um, the, the craft? The or craft. Is it called The Craft? Yes, The Craft. Yeah. That is a really good, bad movie. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> fucking 90s. I remember that being pretty 90s. Yeah, it's 90. I think it's shit it's either 95 or 96 because it's the same year as scream it's amazing how poorly 90s cool has aged <laughs> oh it's so bad okay cool yeah well you had a lot i, I don't I actually don't have much uh I, I we started watching underground railroad and we we both are really into it how good is that score it's great you're With right the violin oh, yeah it was, yeah yeah it's yeah. it's great we we're kind of we're taking it slow because you know there's only it's a lot yeah and and the episodes are long too so it's like an investment so oh yeah it took um, me it took me a while to, to finish it just because of that yeah but i've been watching uh this this weekend was ottawa so oh cool it, it's online this year so i've been watching a lot of animated shorts none of which have been particularly memorable except uh joanna quinn has a new short out mm -hmm. which is really good uh i forget can, what it's called uh, oh yeah look that up for me so i can i want to watch it it's called uh affairs of the art but i i don't know if you can it's in festival now so i don't know if you'll be able to find okay. it anywhere you might be able to find a trailer i haven't looked for any of these i've been writing down the films i like um the Rind by Alex Munier, Bad Seeds by Claude Coltier. Um, not a lot, though. I don't know. The festival was real hit or miss this year. I mean, it, I don't know if people are just not making good art because they're too too depressed. Or that that Joanna Quinn film though was amazing. I'm sure it has. Every year there's ups and downs. Yeah, I don't know. Some years I really like it you know a lot some years I really some of that experimental don't. stuff i just cannot like i love i like some of that stuff but like it's just some of it just gets too pretentious you know um yeah. i think that's kind of the point of it but um I, th I think maybe if i came at it at a different angle and by that angle i mean super high i might be a little bit more into something well when we were going live we would jeremy and i would just be toasted the entire time <laughs> with like i would go through customs and the first thing i do is get a bottle of liquor and then i basically carry around a uh a coffee mug acting like i'm drinking coffee but i'm actually drinking whiskey mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm pretty toasted the whole time um yeah ottawa's such a great city too yeah i i miss going to it live i mean it's you know it's been fine to do it online but yeah hopefully um hopefully next year i don't we'll see i don't know but yeah that's that's all i've been watching pretty much whenever i get the remote i put because i feel like i have to because i paid money to to watch these films so i felt like yeah. i had to watch them all so i still have some i still some blocks i haven't seen yet and you can watch them the good thing about it being online is you can watch them for like a week and a half so oh that's cool yeah i've i've been kind of just taking my time with it and I wish I wish animated I just wish shorts in general were fucking easier they're to, like they're so inaccessible when you go like, on like somebody's IMDb page and you're like oh whoa like they did all these shorts it's like where do you see them like you can't don't you have like, on Vimeo like mostly or do they just talk I don't know are they just not I'm online just talking about in general yeah like a lot of times they're like not online or they're hard to find or they're just like I'm just talking about shorts in general are like not like there should be like a streaming thing that's just like cool 
like there's just so much work out there oh i know and that's <clears throat> like some of the best stuff you'll ever see and you're no one's ever seeing it well uh let's just record an outro i guess and cool so we're gonna do um suspiria on friday yeah why don't should we just give him the whole lineup uh so this will this episode will come out on the 8th hopefully and then suspiria the 15th hopefully then cabin in the woods uh people under the stairs and it follows so excited um, to watch people under the stairs that's one of my favorite movies yeah i like all these movies i love horror films and I feel like we have a good, we have like an indie one here. We have a sweet, like kind of forgotten 90s one. We've got a great classic, like for people that aren't really into like Italian horror and sort of the kind of mood it's all about. Suspiria is a really good, like stepping stone. Yeah. Dario is one of the better. Yeah. Yeah. And Cabin in the Woods is just like the combination of every single horror movie ever made. Basically. So how, how can we not do that one? And it was, it's so fun. And we'll have, uh, we'll have uh, Adam here for that. Lucas. Yeah. He'll be joining us. Welcome. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, My name is Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad Patello. Gus Trout is Mr. Trout. You can email us at a movie odyssey dot podcast at gmail.com um i don't have anything else to plug I'm, I'm not working on anything my music video has been out for a while did i send it to you no the one all right I'll do that it's not on like instagram i posted like a uh, little clip of it hmm. um, there's a link to it on my website here i'll just i'll send i'll text it to you perfect um, yeah, I don't have anything. I mean, you know, I'm still finishing up my horror comic. I'm trying to get it done before the spooky day on Halloween, but we'll see if that happens or not. Um, but it's for, definitely it's getting cl- close. Yeah, one night rental. Look for um, Gus on Tapas and uh, web comics. Yeah, webtoons. What, oh, webtoons. Yeah, if you just type in webtoons, white night, one night rental, or Tapas one night rental. It should pop up. Catch up. I'll take you about one minute. All right. Well, thanks for listening, Dave. Thanks, guys. Bye.